Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This week, we are talking to famed sprint coach who you would have seen around the traps of rugby league for many years now. He's an interesting character. His name is Roger Fabree. He has trained some of the best and brightest and fastest players in the NRL. He's got a very, very interesting story. I tell you, much more to it than we could have imagined. Um, But it was good. He's a funny guy, quirky guy. Check him out on Instagram if you haven't already. But I won't waste any more of your time, ladies and gentlemen. Roger Fabri. How's things? You well? Yep. What's been happening? Just do my thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one can touch me. <laughs> you know what it's like. Well, the king of cadence, mate. Yeah. The king of cadence, the sprint king. Um, Life's good, actually, to be honest. Can't yeah. complain, yeah. It's like I know it was f***ed for you during, yeah. uh, well, COVID, but then I assume also with the weather. Weather completely destroyed me financially. You know, it's like never seen so much rain. It's just unprecedented amount of rain. Was So owning an outdoor business and having 17 coaches, you know, these councils, they still don't give you any grace or, or leeway at mm. all. It's like, you know, they're still wanting you to pay freight in full. No so do you have to pay for like, like do you have to so pay the I've, council yeah. to use the ground and yeah, shit? Yeah, So it doesn't matter. And it's like, and then I asked them, you know, surely there must be a little bit of leeway you can give me. And they said, oh, well, you're, you're the only person that complains. I said, well, I'm probably the only small business that actually rents the fields yes. or tries to do the right thing. Mm. Because, you know, when you've got big nose, big teeth like me, you can't hide, you know, so people know who I am straight away. Yeah. So they dob on me all the time. It's Do people tell on you? That's oh, it's, it's, mate, there's so many snitches. Mm. You listen to All Talk with Hello Sport. Take your betting to the Neds level and download the fully loaded Neds app today. But as always, gamble responsibly. Our guest this week, the one and only... Roger Fabri. You are in the speed business, Rog. Yeah. You're known for, you're known as the king of cadence. Yeah. What is it about cadence that gets you going? Uh, well, I was always a decent athlete. So, um, who I, I never actually envisaged this was going to be my occupation. Mm. Like, it was always just my passion. Um, Talking on a serious note here, yeah, I just had to always go overseas and try and educate myself so I could just be the best version of myself. I'm a sort of guy that I don't do many things really good, but the things I do, I do unbelievable. I like, oh, I want to separate myself from anybody else. Mm. So if I've got to have social media game, it's got to be next level. If it's I've got to coach... It's that. It's definitely that. If I coach, it's like, oh... I can see why this guy, he gets so much talk about. You know, what other sprint coach do you actually hear about? You don't. I couldn't name one. I don't know any other sprint coaches. I couldn't name coaches. a single sprint coach. As far as I'm aware, you And it's a, ni- it's a nice feeling, you know, to actually be relevant, you know. It's like I've done so many f***-ups in my life, you know. I ended up, ended up getting expelled from school, ended up in jail. F*** off, really? Yeah. What for? If you feel like, yeah, I'm it. cool. Rolled with a bad crowd. 
not so much a Brad crowd, just rolled, want, trying to be somebody I wasn't. You know, wanted to, you know, when you're young, you want to be gangster. Mm-hmm. I'm not gangster. I'm not. I'm just regular. Mm. Um, I needed extra money, so I rented my garage out. I sort of knew, of course, I knew what they were doing wasn't kosher, but I didn't give a f- as long as it earned me a little bit of money extra on the side. I was cool with it. Um, lasted about six weeks. They were off. I didn't know they were off. So I was a perfect person to store any gear in. I was a squarehead, just earning regular money. I was just working at Optus, selling cable TV when it first came out. You know, door to door. I was just knocking on doors and getting people to... Because Optus was out before Foxtel. Mm-hmm. And um, we had that, that cable and I had to knock from door to door. I was good, man. I was like... I, I could sell... I used to Eskimo, you know, I was so good. Mm. But there were 75 people charged. And uh, I, I, to this day, the, 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 so my role in the chain of supply was that I um, ran the safe house. So that they actually look at that as a crucial part of the supply because you're the least obvious person to, for the police to suspect. And in actual fact, they probably would never have found the place had they not been following the ring, the ringleader. Mm. And so 75 people ended up going down. I didn't even know my co-accused. I remember the day I walked in the jail, I was like, I don't even know what I'm in here for. Jeez. I actually, um, I pleaded not guilty. And um, looking back now, I sort of, I sort of glad I got found guilty. How old were you? I was 29. Sort of glad I got found guilty because... You can sort of see people these days, like, the, fir- the person that doesn't go down is like, oh, he's the dog, he's a snitch. Then I've got to worry about my, my family. Mm. Now I've got a good whack for, a, for somebody who's got no track record. And, and if you look at the others, what they, all the other players got, and I, I felt I was a, a smaller role, even though they were set up quite a role. But if you look at my sentence compared to what they got, you know, I got a pretty big whack for a first timer with no, with nothing on me. How know? long did you get? I got four with two and a half. Jesus, four up top and two and a half down the bottom. Um, so th- sort of eliminated that stigma. Just so you were in for four, or it was four parole uh, no, four after up two? top and you know, two and a half parole. Yeah, to make sure after two and a half, I got out. So I had to serve another six, eighteen months <coughs> on, on on probation. Where'd they send parole. you? I went everywhere. Just around. Why do they move you around? You always see that, like that you go. Yeah, in, move. The, the reason why is, um, you know, I sort of, you know, while we're talking about this, you know, it's sort of become trendy now. For I've seen guys doing jail podcasts and people talk about that. I, I just for not for one second am I proud of the fact that I went in there. Mm. Not, not for one second. In actual fact, it robbed me of so many things. I like my wife was pregnant in '97 when I went in there. Uh, she was nine months pregnant and I didn't even actually know what I had until about a week later till the baby was born. So I was obviously, then I ended up getting bail and then I served two years on bail, but my daughter doesn't really, um, from the zero to two year age bracket, you know, she doesn't really, no, no kid remembers anything. But mm. but then from the two and four, then I was in custody. Like it sort of robbed me from a real part of my life that I never get back again mm, yeah and, and then i also suffer with a bit of mental health as well you know so i sort of missed a real difficult period in her life that 
we're sort of trying to just put the pieces back together again now. Mm. It's taken me a long time. I had to get myself mentally well. I still suffer with the trauma from being in custody. Mm. Like I have this one dream. I'm not even joking. I've mm. been out, got out in 2002, so I would have been out now 20, 20 years, years now. Yeah. Um, I have this same one dream all the time, like that I've got three months to serve you. It, it, it's unbelievable how repetitious it becomes, really? how often I have this. So I've obviously got some subconscious trauma there that I'm still trying to address and deal with. I'm telling you, I'm, I've been a squarehead. From a squarehead coming straight into custody, it's a big move because usually there's a, there's a formula that people may go through. They might get pinched once and then get a warning sure. and then get a fine and then go to weekend detention building or go to community to service, yeah. you know, if they've got that period. It's like, like building straight fitness from for here. the, it's the like, most extreme nature. Yeah, of, of you it. just go from one extreme to the next. Like, I'm just like, walk in, I'm looking around, it's like, oh, where these people come from? They look like you never seen people like this. Mm. It's a completely different world. Mm. I'm like, oh, how am I going to survive here? Like, I suffer with anxiety and depression like crazy. I'm like, oh. Did you suffer with it before going in? Yeah, heavy. Yeah, right. Heavy. I suffered since I was a kid. Um, but then it's amazing. You, you, When you're constantly fighting anxiety or depression and then you're put in a position where you actually got to get something and it's justified... The body becomes incredibly resilient. You'll actually learn, actually, I, I probably cope better than most people. One thing that was great, I had my missus was completely solid. I didn't have to worry about <laughs> lining up for a telephone call and worry about if my missus is <laughs> this one or doing that. Mm. I was like, cool, and have the phone. I don't give a if I never use the phone. Mm. You know, I just see her occasionally. I didn't have that mental stress. I was comfortable within myself. And that's a big battle. So I learned, actually, you know, besides having that category taken away from me of not being that snitch, which was important, you actually learn to be able to become a man. You know, I've always been coming from a WOG family and then I had my dad as well that was living in the house. They, they separated early, my mum and dad. He sort of had to take the role of looking after my daughter because he knew there was a chance that I was going to go away and I wanted to make sure that I had enough money to be put aside. And So I've always had someone to rely on except for myself it's like oh i'll bail he'll bail me out of my truck out of trouble out of trouble mm. like how am i going to survive mm. can't even cook couldn't even turn on a kettle ended <laughs> up getting out no i'm not even joking got out so so what they do there in there is you, you 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 get a little crew um and that crew then for your survival you sort of just rely on each other to be able to to do things like for example eat right so I can't cook, so what What asset am I to anybody who wants to gang up with me, right? So I had to wash dishes or buy extra commissary or put in extra food or stuff like that. Then you have an allocated chef. Well, there's so many chefs that get pinched, you'd be surprised. So actually, <laughs> food's half by decent. I miss the cup, miss it sometimes. You know, it's like, you know, if you can stay away from the, from the jail serve and you've got a good little crew and, the, you know, they've got... A, a little bit of money on you and then you can stand up for yourself and you're not going to get stood over um, and people are not going to take your, your food off you, then you can have a good little gang and and uh, eat quite decent. So that part of the, the survival skills, you know, I, I learned to become domestic. I, I couldn't even wash my own clothes. I'm not even joking. So, And they're real anal. If I've only got two sets of colours there, you've got green and then your socks are white. You wouldn't believe you, you get a... Guys, like, oh, you put the green and the white, so for 
where are we going to a fashion parade? Are you? Well, who gives a <laughs> f-? Yeah. You know, no one's here. It's no, nah, no. Nah, the small things there, they're catastrophic. So you learn very quickly to do the little things really, really well, and then you need to survive. Anyway, so going back to your original question, where will I go to? So the, re- the one thing they don't, they don't like is if you're popular, they don't want you to, for- to, to get a gang or feel comfortable, you know, because the more powerful you become, then they feel a threat to you. Not so much the actual screws, it's like the intel. Like you have your screws there, they're half by decent, and then, but it's like they're always keeping intel on you to see your progression, to see, you know, have you got pull? Are you a sort of person that could get maybe money to pay somebody to be stood over? Or So that's that type of intel. So as soon as they, you gain a heap of popularity, um, then they like, like to try and shift you just in the middle of the night. So I got shifted a few times because, you know, I can't fight. I hate violence. Violence is f- filth. I, I think it's just the worst thing ever. One thing I can't stand in life is um, bullying. You know, I you see it a lot there and it really f- got, gets under my skin, especially, you know, I, I'm scared of my own shadow, so I'm, fighting's not my go. In actual fact, my shadow probably beat me in a fight you know <laughs> so it's, you got to be real careful um but so what i used to do with these guys they have their own little cliques there you know you have the top you have your your islander crew and then you have your crew crew and then you have your wog crew and then the aussie crew and so you all stick there by nationalities and so if the nationalities end up something having a fight with someone then if that nationality is your nationality it's in the fight even if they're not in the fight you're in danger, you know what I mean? They might come after you. So you got to sh- I, I was lucky I trained all, all these different guys, so I was like sweet with everyone. You know, I'd go to the gym, form a little circuit, then get them running or whatever else. So were you already a trainer of any just, sort just, in there? Or just, like? just, just fitness. I was into fitness. Okay. I've always been in fitness. Fitness basically was my medication for my mental health. Mm. You know, it, it staved me away from probably having catastrophic breakdowns, which I ended up having two real, real – bad ones um one prior to going in and then one when my dad died just recently sorry to hear that uh, yeah thank you um but but other than that that's the only way i sort of was able to cope just mm. with you know training all the time training all the time as i said you eat quite well it's a good way and you'd be surprised to you know foolish to say this but you actually got no stress when you're in there what, what, what stress i just got to wake up you don't have bills to pay you know they, they people outside they stress for what's what's happening in there. And I feel, you know, if you're not half by a selfish your job is to just try and make sure that the people outside don't worry about what's going on with you inside. Yeah. You know, turn up to visits, happy, looking good, put this face on, let them rest in peace, you know, let them go out, go out and then do what they've got to do. They don't want to be worried about what they can't control, what's mm. going to happen in there. Yeah. So even when things were putrid in there, I used to just say, everything's good, I'm, I'm real good. You know, and every time I got shifted, so I went from Silverwater to Bathurst and then Bathurst to Gold and then Gold and back to Silverwater, then to Lithgow and then back to Long Bay, I never would let my family go and travel to anything that wasn't close. So if I was at Long Bay, I'm like, okay. If I was at Silverwater, okay. But those country jails, f*** it, I don't give a shit. Mm. You know, just do, do what i got to do and get it over and done with. Time goes backwards. Slow. slow all day, so slow, so boring. Mm. 
Is that the, is that almost? I mean, I don't know. If, is that like the hardest part of it? That how slow it is, or is it just one I of know, the? I, many what I more it's like is the politics that go into it. You know, just the the small things because there's nothing to worry about become catastrophic. You listen to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast, and we are talking to famed sprint coach Roger Fabry. Now, Roger, what do you think it was that you did once you were in there that I guess made you know made you more made people like you made your situation you able because to get I'm like this. I like I think that you know I take life not so seriously. You know, when you're always suffering with mental health all the time. You know, I love making other people laugh. Mm. I think it's, you know, it's the best form of... And really, that's probably the secret of why I'm such a good coach as well. Mm. You know, there's all these coaches that are out here. They're not bad coaches. They're all good coaches. And, you know, you you ask me, what's the definition of a coach? Why is Robinson and Bennett and Bellamy all separated from everybody else? It's not because they know the game any better than any of the others, I'm sure. You know, I've been working with professional teams and sort of the message that they deliver is not much different. It's just, honestly, it is the ability of being able to get the best out of each individual. Like when I go there, talking on their level, breaking down that barrier, you know, surely you would think the likes of the guys that come to me, which you know, I, want to, I don't want to start dropping names, but... We'll be getting to those names. Don't you worry about that. You know, the, yeah. the, the portfolio of players that I have is unprecedented. There wouldn't be. And what's great about my situation is that the players choose to come to me as opposed to whoever they work with, anyone else. They have to go there. Mm. So it's a choice. They can go wherever they want. Mm. You know, it's, it's about getting on their level, talking language that they speak, around a little bit with them. And then giving them a high level of intelligence as well. I've got a real good ability to be able to separate that. You know, and that that's really what the secret really is. It's not that and it's not and the other thing, of course, that I've got over everybody else is I've got a hell of a lot of experience being fifty five. You know, I've evolved with fitness. You know, I haven't just stayed stagnant. I've been very conscious of that. That, you know, things and principles have changed and I still train myself. Mm. That's what separates me as well. I understand the program because I do the program. So I understand what works and what doesn't work. Everything that, that's been mentioned around or is still cont- continuously being evolved, I'll always try. And if it works in my elite squad, then I'll keep it. If it doesn't, then I just push it to one side. You're not, you're not sort of, uh, well, you're, you're open to different methods and ideologies. Absolutely. In terms of, I, I you're, mean, you're not married to any principle. I know what works because yeah. I've tried everything. Mm. And, you know, you, you, you look at speed, for example, and you look at the way Jesse Owens ran, and then you look at the way Usain runs, and, you know, even though they're light year, decades, years in separation, but there's, in theory, you look at the two of them, product isn't mm. much different. It's not a, it's not a very complicated movement. Mm. So what you should do, have the principles and do them great, but you'll, you'll be surprised, you know, especially at the highest level that pays money like the NRL. Because I can't associate myself with track and field. Why? Because there's no money there. Ah, uh, that's actually, yeah, it's interesting. I've thought about that. There is very there's little. F- I, mem- I compare it to, I remember when Usain Bolt was at his peak 
he made $30 million one year mm. and only 300000 of that was from the actual track. Yeah. Everything else was from Puma. All from Puma and sponsorships. And he's one in history. He's the number fastest one. Fastest man in mankind. Yeah. So who have you got currently? Like, as some, I know you've got Saab, um, the Schuster, I yeah. saw he's been down there. Um, I, Mitchell Pierce, who's obviously yeah. back from overseas. So I've got, I got, got heaps at the moment. How many role players do you reckon you got? That will come just this off season, or are you just talking about ever in general? Oh no, I guess just at the moment, like this. Well, a lot of them are in World Cup. Oh, it's true, right? So maybe so now it's not like the best time. I had just before World Cup, and only worked with the teams that were just were out of semi final contention. Yeah, because uh, I don't think I think there was only a two or three week turnaround after the yeah, grand final. Yeah, it's all pretty quick. Long at all. So Generally speaking, I guess like is I it usually have the about season. Is it 20, 20, twenty or thirty? Yeah, I usually put a post up and it just. It up. just goes, it yeah. just goes straight away. And the best part about it as well, um, they can, yeah, I do get media, but at the same time, they know I don't, I don't, I'm going there, they're going to get to work. It's like if you, if you work with somebody who in the NRL has got a high profile, most of the time the trainer's like, let's take, do, do this. They, they just want to get to work. Yeah. They just want to be trained. They know that I don't need it. Yeah. You know, I did at the start. It's like I was chasing followers. Sure. At the start, is now I'm just chasing dollars. Yeah, everything I just got, everything's got money, monetary value. I've got big groups; they all pay big, and mm. I earn decent. So, when is there? When it's when it's raining, just really, like, do you have any indoor options, or like, no. is there anything so, to say that so it's just you just there? It's a great question. Um, two times you. You know that 2XU brand? Have you ever seen two times you like got the compression garments? You might have seen them around anyhow. Anyway, they were, they were, they were going to open a Roger Fabry Performance Centre a long time ago. Long, long time ago. But Australia just doesn't have the population to sustain that. It's yeah. a high-end niche market. Mm. Um, and it just, you know, in America there, there is there. And so there's a couple of questions I'm surprised you haven't asked me. It's like... Um, how did I end up getting into America, working with NFL teams? Didn't even know you were. Uh, okay, so you know, with a with with my record, um, it just probably goes to show you how good I am at my job. That team. So I ended up working uh, for the San Diego Chargers and no way. New York Jets and Dallas Cowboys. Right. When was I, this? About. I started. So my passion was, as I said to you, I used to go always overseas because I didn't have the luxury of the the internet. Or social media. So any type I had to get clued up on what I... And this is just for my own benefit. I would never thought I was going to be a coach. And the reason I ended up having to do this for a living is because 2010, when I was associated with the Roosters, um, three of the boys got pinched with prescription drugs, right? Mm. And they f***ed me over. Friendy, Pierce and... And Toddy. Or Pierce was it Pierce or Friendy yeah, and Toddy? It was. Yeah, no, yeah. it was. It was. Pe- it was Friendy and Carney. Huh? Who was it? Friendy and Carney. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And they fucked you over. The boys didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, they're my. They're tight as anything. Yeah. So, this is how ruthless the media can be, right? I ne- I never forget. I ringing the the guy that reported was a guy called Yoni Bashan. He was just make. He's just starting out. He's now the crime. One of the heat crime reporters at the tri- Telegraph. Anyway, I ended up having a real good, go- big go at him because I he f- my life real bad. 
I, I kept it all on the down low. Nobody knew I was in jail. I'm, you know, even the jobs that I was going for, I'm not going to walk in there and say, oh, hey, I'm in jail. You'll never get a job. Mm. Yeah. You know, I ended, I ended up, was, I was working, I had a good job. I was working corporate sales for a, a large company. Probably won't name them because I don't, I don't want them to make them look like they're on, they're on the public exchange. So they were quite a big company. Yeah. And I was making moves, you know, like good moves there. I was happy and I was just doing my coaching on the side, but not much, not more for passion as opposed to money. Um, and then, as I said to you, in 2010, I was working the Roosters at the same time. We had to have a big year there, you know, we were making a run. We ended up making the grand final that year, and St. George beat us, right? Anyhow, the chief editor at the Telegraph said to this Yoni Bashan, Go out to the Roosters, two of the boys have been pinched, find me a story. So he's gone everywhere looking for a story left, right and centre. There was, what, what's the story? It's got, there was no story. The story mm. was that they had some Valium or something with them. They got pinched at McDonald's. And that was that it. That was the story. Yeah. So he came back. He said, mate, I've got no story. There's no, there is no story. He said, no, f- go out and find something. There's got to, you've got to find something. Anyway, so he kept asking around, asking around. And heaven behold, they kept saying to him, all these players, they were super close to the speed coach. Love him. Now he's taken the speed. They really perform highly for him. What's his name? Oh, Roger Fabry. Anyway, so he goes back onto his computer. Sure enough, I've got a criminal record. I've been in jail for drugs. It's like, okay, I've got a story. So he drew inference on the story. Tried to say, didn't put anything in If you read the story on the He net, doesn't actually accuse you of it, but he, he just makes it, a connection it, by, yeah, yeah puts yeah. it there. Connect the dots if you want. So my daughter doesn't know I've been inside. She goes to a Catholic school. I'm working for a job. I wake up the next morning on Channel 7, the breakfast show, whatever. I'm headlines. Carney, friendly, been pinched or whatever. Speed codes have been in jail. How do the roosters employ? What's the culture? What's this? What's that? My life is just taken away from me again. I'm like, oh work so hard to get back on the right track call me in or at, at, you know how come you didn't tell us that you went there why should i what difference does it make yeah. I'm, I'm you've served your time done my time yeah i repaid my debt i just got to get it the law allows you the law allows you it's supposed to to put the pieces back together and move forward that's the point of the sentence is to yes repay exactly the debt. This is all talk with Hello Sport, and we are talking to the sprint coach to the NRL stars, to the up-and-comers, to the bad boys trying to turn over a new leaf. It's Roger Fabry. Now, Roger, you were saying... So, regardless, I, you know, what I did was so trivial. You know, honestly, the, the period of time that lasted for the garage to be leased out, let's, let's talk about it on a financial perspective, right? Lasted five weeks till I got pinched. He was giving me a hundred a week, so I earned five hundred. Cost me fifty thousand trying to represent myself to try and beat the case. Doing five hundred dollars, five hundred grand, five hundred dollars. So I mean, I'm like one hundred dollars, but hundred back in '97. What? Yeah, I know. It's, I know it's not a significant amount of money, but it's what am I doing? I'm leasing my garage. Absolutely. Who gives a fuck? That's what I mean, though, right? Like in terms of the financial cost that you end up incurring off the back of what was really a, a very a small small amount advantage. of money that you were getting. It actually cost me two and a half years of my life. Mm. 
I owed nearly 70000 when I came out for people helping my missus and my family stay on the fa- on their feet. So I, it, it's a big price to pay. Mm. So then I had to – I rebuilt myself, paid all my debts, got myself going, was back into the thing. Then for being good, I get f***ed again. Mm. It's like, oh, he's got a – he's a good speed coach. He's working with the top team in the eastern suburbs. Find me a story. The repercussions were catastrophic. I rang the bloke. I was in tears. I'm like, how can you run this story? Who gives a shit? It's just a wild, it's a wild goose chase. Then he started telling me. I said, but this, I, I said, this could potentially destroy me for it. What am I going to do? Was he at all remorseful or? But how do you know? Yes. Even just, even just yeah, to your said, face or like he over sound, the phone. He sounded like that. And in actual fact, he kept, like, he's like, oh, if I can repay. I said, repay the favour. You can repay the paper. Don't run the story. Yeah. Don't or retract the story. or redact it or whatever. Yeah. But then it's the worst because then you can also never get it off the internet either. No, you can't. No, you can't. It's, it's stuck there. Google your name. It's you can't scrub somewhere. that. And you can't scrub someone's association once they've read it. You know, like they make the people in form their own impression. And, and then I was, you know, I'm, I'm an affluent area. Mm. And then some of the parents also were like, oh, didn't know our kids are. And then they had to pull them out of my squad. So did, I've had to read. Did the roosters flick you? Is that what no. happened? So they. They were on t- I've got to give Smithy some credit here or whoever it was. You know, they knew that I was tight with them and we were, we were still about three, three regular rounds to go. We were in contention but, you know, we were having a decent year but nothing astronomical. Our run really came come semi-final time. I think he made a real good smart move. It's like, we flick him, the wheels of this bus might fall off and then... You're dead. We've worked that hard to get where we're at. Um, so they did the right thing. They stuck by me, which was a real good sign of confidence for me. I just had to go ghost for about two or three weeks just till the heat dropped right off. And then I resurfaced against Canberra. I can't remember how many rounds still to go. Um, I remember Smithy said, oh, just go cold. It's looked like we've reacted and done something. You know, we need you and we want you and you're part of the team. It's like, oh, thank you. Mean means a hell of a lot to me. Carney and I were like, and we still are. Carney was like, fire, we end up getting Dalian Player of the Year. Mm. Like he would have, he was devastated because he's like, we're real tight, real, real tight. He ended up staying at my place all the time. I really spent a lot getting his pathway in that 2010. He was off everything. His football just spoke for himself. With someone like Carney... Can you give me an example or sort of some sort of insight into like what, where you took him from and, and what skills you gave him? Yeah. What attributes you sort of laid on top of him? Just because, you like, know, when someone says, oh, you're a speed coach, like what exactly do you do for a footballer? Yeah, okay, that's a real good question. And there's so much more to it than just the speed component. I think that, you know, what, what was invaluable that I, that, that I was able to give Todd at that stage, not only good expertise as far as speed improved significantly in actual fact we didn't have a real fast break back line that year you know i think we i think if you go from uh we had pierce carney kenny dow kenny dow kane lynette kane lynette yeah as we got 
closer and closer and closer, and the team was uh, was, was starting to make tracks. And Toddy was starting to play f***ing good football, real good football. Where where they put him up, he was literally living about 600 metres away from me. He had nobody. He didn't know but many people. And I think that he was real focused. He had to make, it's like a make it or break it. I have to make an impression this year. You know, I can't get any more chances. So he'd spend all his time, his downtime at my place. My, you know, my dad loved him like his own son. Uh, my wife looked after him just the same as I looked. Look, she looked after me. And my daughter has basically idolised him at the same time. You know, he was Todd Carney. Um, so he had that grounding that we could offer. Mm. Um, and then he, <laughs> it was quite easy because he must have probably seen himself in me, saw the mistakes that I've made and what I'd gone through and that nothing is not unachievable, you know, and he had all the talent in the world. So, and we started doing a little bit extra by ourselves and then the boys would do extras with us and then suddenly, you know, we had so many people were saying for a back line, they look fast, you know, real quick. We used to do everything at a high tempo speed. You have a look at the amount of long range tries we scored. You know, we had some real speed. So, Besides offering just the physical component of it, you know, the skill acquisition is a gift. You either got it or you haven't got it. It's like speed. You know, they do say to you, you're either born, born fast or not, and that's actually true. You know, you, you are either fast, mm. but if you're slow, I can just make you faster. Yeah. You'll never be fast, but <laughs> it'll be faster than you were. Yeah. So, you know, when they say, so what yeah. am I coaching? Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously coaching speed. So you, are, you can get, you can't coach speed, you know, sort of, annoys me a bit when they say, oh, you can't coach speed. You can't coach speed. The teams can't coach speed. And why they can't coach speed is because they have many, so many skill attributes to the player. How much time do you dedicate to speed? You know, got kicking, tackling, passing, scrimmage. There's so many attributes to a footballer. It's a footballer plays defence and offence. It's not like the NFL where they have an offence team and a defence team, so you can actually... Speed is critically important. But it also is critically important here in this game as well, as you've seen... Oh, I was going to say some place... If they didn't run so fast, they probably wouldn't play first grade. But, yeah. you know, I don't <laughs> want to say that, that. But there's some real, there's some guys out there, as you know. Yeah. That, well, there's speed can be a massive uh, it's a ma- weapon that you can have. So how many own. players could you turn around and say, oh, he's just in his team for in the team for strength? There's none. <laughs> no. But there's players in there that are in teams, multiple teams. That, you know, if they didn't have so many speeds, it'd be subjective whether they'd be inside or not. Yeah, definitely. It's a, so great, it's it's a, a huge, great point. It's actually, it's a really good point. It's a, fastest you know what I mean? Because like, you've got the best deadlift. Because you're fast as fuck. You know, who, like, who gives a f- You know, I'm going to bench, oh, I can bench press 300 kilos. Well, so can f- 5 million of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody gives a f- about shit like that. Yeah. So I know I'm biased to it, but it's, 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 you know, speed to me is king. Even if you took it in on a relative basis, you know, if I'm fast and you're strong, well, you've got to still catch me to f***ing me up. <laughs> And you'll never catch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I right no, or wrong? No, you are. No, you're dead right. You'll never catch me. Yeah. So I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm king. Mm. So sp- speed was that was 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 always an area that um, was quite noticed in the Roosters as far as really getting a difference in. This is all talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast, and we're sitting down with Roger Fabry, famed sprint coach. So Roger, how's Joshy Schuster looking in terms of speed? Obviously, we are manly. F- 
need we out. need a we need a really honest assessment. Yeah, where Josh is at. over there. I don't know if you can see. He's blind. He's hundred percent blind. He can't see. He's the first all. blind first footballer blind rugby to play. In <laughs> That's the NRL. so good. Is that because he does so? Because he doesn't know. Yeah. But do you know that people? It was one of the most googled things. It was the first. Google. The first he's thing that first came up if you Google Josh Schuster is is, is Josh blind? Schuster legally blind? Really? <laughs> yeah. Because of a dumb thing Tom yep. said once. <laughs> you know what? I, I and again, this is going to be. I'm not pissing in your pocket. I'm not. I'm not that type of guy. Pockets right? are open. Don't worry, Rog. Go. But I, I like. I I've watched a couple of your podcasts, right? Because I don't. As I said, I haven't. Watched, and I wanted to learn your swag as well before I came here. And you may think that I'm. I've got hardly much football. Whatever football knowledge I have, you can take credit from it. I sort of just listen to the way you guys speak and what mm. you talk about. And it's like. I would like if you. I've heard you guys talk about this. Otherwise, if I if you said that, I'd be like, oh, I don't get it. Yeah, you got a guide why, dog. Why, so, so in terms of Schuster, right? Um, now I've got to be super careful here because another thing, it's like. So, Gus has created this thing, with the fastest man on the planet, right? Mm. Well, it's Jason Salve, and I won't hear another word about it. But it caused me grief because that's the fact, and I train both of the boys. You still train Josh? No. You know why? It's And, and I don't even know why, but it's hurt me. Mm. And if he hears this, I'm cool with that. Like, it's, ama- it's amazing how savvy uh, the local punter well, the general public is, right, especially when it comes to social media. And sort of when, when I – let's go back to and, – and maybe if you do are listening, then you can understand this as well. If Widler was to ask me, which is the most obvious question ever, who's the fastest in the league when I train all the fastest in the league – Am I an idiot if I don't answer back? It's for people that uh, the normal person would be like, if anyone actually does know, you do know. Because mm. well, no you, one gives you, a you, and it's like, oh, Marty Tapao is the strongest player in the league, or Royce Hunt from the no, no, from but, the but Sharks. It, like, again, it's it's an opinion as well. Mm. But my discipline is highly accountable. Mm. It's quantifiable. If you come to me at a speed with a stopwatch. Mm. There's no interpretation of an opinion. It's factual. <laughs> yeah. So if I turn around and say, if I turn around and say, well, I don't know, yeah. what, to try and say, to, to save the opinion or to save, it doesn't mean I don't love or, or, or anybody any differently. It doesn't matter. How does it matter? It doesn't mm. matter. But if I say I don't know, don't I look like a yeah. Well, it looks like you haven't been using your stopwatch properly. Which yeah. is the only quantify. It's one of the only skills possible. So then... This this off season, I get a inbox that the fox is training with somebody else, and unfollowed me on the same day. The fox unfollowed you. Yeah, interesting. Scott. and and it hurt me. Mm. It's like, f- what? It's just like I sort of I understand. I don't. I, don't, I actually don't know what the reason is, and I'm only putting it out there because I care. And I've never had an opportunity. And if I saw him, I'd be asking him as well the same thing. I don't actually know what the, the Reach problem out is. Fox. But it's like I'm gathering because, you know, I train Saab or 
and maybe I've hurt the fastest man in the planet as far as a marketing perspective is concerned. I can't think of anything, any other reason why. But this is the head games or the politics that come with the sport mm. and being at the highest level. And that's why me going to a club, I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal because the head of performance think, oh, Roger wants to take my job. He gets These guys get on too good with them. Or look at him. as I just didn't need it. Yeah, It's yeah. like I can't uh, be going to my gig. Whoever wants to train with me, I don't have any exclusivity and I'll try and I'll be the best version of myself every time for you. But at the same time, I care about you. It's like I'm, I keep – I'm going to say it again. I don't need the clout. I got it. I worked hard to get it. I used to be that way. Mm. I used to drop people's names that I didn't even train just to try and high-profile myself. Now they drop my name and I don't train them. But I get it. But, it, it, you know, with a person that's insecure or, or just see my side of things or if there is an issue, you know, if that is the case, I would have trained Fox by himself anywhere because I'm loyal to him. I even mm. said when we went out and when he, when he put me to that, I tried to get out of it by saying, depends what distance you're going to ask me over. Yeah. Which is obviously 100 metres because it's the length of a football field. And the but, then if I, but then I broke it down. So What's and, the blue room? And then I said, well, if it's over 20? Fox. No, if it's over 20, you know who's the fastest? The Jet. Oh, Jimmy the Jet, yeah. Oh, he's the most explosive. He's like lightning. He gets to his high speed so quick. Then and then if it's over 70 or 8, 70. And that's why Gus changed it to 75. Mm. You know, the Fox would probably be able to hold on. But the back end, you know, that... It's just Jason. He's undeniably like lightning. He could be a track athlete. I was going to ask, is he, like when you look at someone like Usain Bolt, who's a tall sprinter, which he isn't usually, like Saab's humongous. He is. Is that a similar sort of... Yeah, it's obviously he's got long levers, so as he gets going, his stride length. But you know what we worked on? And he's just unlucky this year that he wasn't on the end of a back line that gave him the opportunity or... The other teams obviously targeted him and knew that if you give this guy a little bit of space, it's fucking over. He's going to be able – it's all he needs. Maybe he lost a little bit of confidence or just the team didn't work out. But we worked significantly this – the prior off-season before he did his ACL this season. Yep. Off-season. Yep. Um, trying to get that cadence, as you call it all the, the time. Cadence. Um, well, you know how he looks like he's just effortless and yes. it's just floating. gliding. We're working on that high frequency, so we're getting to his high speed a lot quicker. Right. Just got hardly ever a chance to do it. And the reason he is gliding is because, again, no disrespect to any other – he just doesn't need to go any faster. Yeah. Because they can't catch him at that speed. Mm. So what, he doesn't need to. I've often thought to myself, he's not running as fast as he can. Like there are you, some people you see that. Remember Michael Oldfield? Did my head show. in. Michael Oldfield, who's a, who's a bit of a journeyman footballer, and when you would see that man in space, it was like – I feel like yeah, he, he, faster, he ended up bro. at the Roosters as well. He was at the Roosters, he was at Manly, yeah, he was and at South. Canberra as well, wasn't he? Canberra, yeah. Panthers, like, mate, yep. he was everywhere. He was but he was always good. He was very unlucky with injuries. So the, the year before, you know, when they did that, I, I, and I said to Jason, I said, why don't, why don't you bring that move back out? Because I don't know much, much of football as you guys do, but as soon as I say this, you know, you'll know straight away. You know that Cherry Evans took the ball off the scrum, kicked the ball down Against the field. Against the Warriors, just kicked it. It was like the, we hadn't won a game and then it was like Cherry just we just that was the first time Kassab was new where you went oh, oh my. like right, I said yeah, I we were like why did we buy this guy again 
Oh, oh okay. he's the fastest yeah, man yeah, I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, right. So I Makes said, sense. why don't you do that move again? So you can take that track Tilsa tracker off the Richter. Yes. <laughs> and just, just get run up as fast ass and go run as fast yeah. as you have to for so long. Yeah. Don't put the don't take the pedal off. Who gives a get a the fuck. ball or not? Yeah, I don't give a fuck if nobody's anywhere near you. And if you got the ball covered, I want to see you go. Mm. And then it will shut up once and yeah. for all. They love like, that. They never did tracker. it. Nah. Oh, well, it. maybe maybe with Seabold at the helm, they bring it back. Anthony, if you're listening. Tony. Tony, Tony. sorry. Tony Seabes. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, Truthfully, it's been really nice no, to talk to you. It's been unreal. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91